Good morning. Good to see you guys this morning. Good to have you online. If you're new here this morning or you're streaming with us for the first time, we want to just say welcome. We're grateful that you're here, uh, that you chose to to tune in. Um, And my name is Tri. I'm one of the pastors here. We're very grateful that you're here. We're really looking forward when we can move through this season and, and get to something that is a little bit closer to uh, normal. So this morning, we want to celebrate a mom's heart. And like Ben talked, that, that heart takes on a lot of different forms. And we just want to celebrate this idea of, of moms and that, and that mom heart. I see so many mom hearts out there as I, as I look into people. And the first thing we want to uh, determine, we want to talk about, we want to look at, and we want to show you a few reasons why it is that moms are essential workers, okay? Moms are absolutely essential workers. And, and, and so I found some contrasting pictures here uh, between uh, mom and dad and the way that they, uh, uh, they, they tend to deal with things. So, you know, kind of hanging out, spending a little time together in the backyard might look a little different. Um, there's a bun that uh, dad put in a hair for a little girl right there, a um, little hair bun action um, done by a dad, no doubt. Um, this is mom waking up uh, her son and dad waking up his son, kind of a thing. So, so a little, little different in, in those approaches there too. Um, alone time with baby might look a little bit different, you know, between my, my moms and dads. And this is just why moms are just absolutely essential workers. Uh, having a meal together, um, enjoying a little bit. <laughs> That's my, that's my favorite one right there. Um, yeah, you know, moms and dads, it's just different. It's, it's just different. We, uh, we need our moms. And then finally, here's a picture. Um, the first one there on the, is, is what's really going on. The second one is how it feels to the kid. And the third one is how it looks to a mom. <laughs> so... Uh, we want to just look at this. I, I want to give you just a little bit of trivia. I don't know if you knew this or not, but every famous person of all times had a mom, and that's just the truth, you know, and so whether you knew that or not, uh, that is just a bit of trivia for us here this morning. Uh, we wanna, I want to say thank you personally to my mom, and, and th- mom, if you're tuned in this morning and you're watching, I just want to say thank you. I'm grateful for, for you, and I love you, and I hope you're blessed today. I also want to say uh, thank you to the mother of my kids, Anna, who is an absolute blessing, who has blessed uh, me as a husband and all of the children uh, that we have together. That, that she's, just, she's an awesome mom on every front, whether it be uh, the stepmom front or the mom front, uh, the biological mom front. She is a spiritual mom and a blessing to all, so thank you. Uh, today, we just want to celebrate, again, the heart of a mom. And so, uh, you know, it's a, what an amazing picture this is. You know, moms are literally co-creators with God. Um, Psalm 139 verse 13 says, for you formed my inward parts, you wove me in my mother's womb. What a picture that, that God is, is, is working inside of uh, the womb of a mother to individually knit each and every one of us together. And that's the reality for all of us, is that each one of us comes from a mom. We were uniquely uh, created. We were uniquely uh, knit together, that this God knew us for all eternity past, that he's loved us for all eternity past. He knew exactly when we would come into uh, into time and space and history, and, and he was there and involved in that, in that process. So your mom is literally, absolutely literally, part of who you are. 
Um, so we would also acknowledge as we, as we begin this whole thing, we, we want to acknowledge as well that this is a heavy day for people too. Um, for, for many, this, isn't, uh, this is a difficult day. It's, it's a day where you may have even considered um, not tuning in. Um, and we just want to tell you that, that we really recognize that. We, we, we know that there are moms that have been lost. Uh, we know also that there are moms who have lost children. We know that there are those who struggle to conceive. And we know also that there's who, those who have desired to be married and have children but have yet to be in that season. We just want you to know that we stand with you, that we weep with you, um, that we pray with you. Um, and so we just want to also encourage you and just know that we understand and we get it. Scripture gives many references towards those who mourn the loss of moms, those who have mourned the loss of children, and those who have struggled to conceive. It's our prayer that you'll find comfort in God's Word and in God's people as we uh, walk through this together. Um, we just want to proclaim to you that your worth is not found in the children born to you. And this is for all moms, but your worth is found in the heart of God. That as a matter of fact, you were created in the image of your creator. And the gospel, the good news, is that the one who created you also has redeemed you. That he's purchased you for himself, for his good pleasure. And he considers you his reward. And it is our understanding and, and the reality that unless we find our peace in the gospel, there is nothing in this world that will fill that space that will occupy that space and that will bring us the peace and the contentment and, and the goodness that only God can. So, so we want to celebrate the heart of a mom today. Um, I see that heart, like I said, in so many ladies out there. Uh, I see it uh, just whether they have biological children or not, it's that, it's that heart that wants to come beside. It's the heart that wants to mentor. It's the heart that, that loves children. It's the heart that has the gospel close on the tongues. It's the heart of those in our Sunday school, as Sunday school teachers. Um, it is the heart of a mom. As a matter of fact, Jesus began, he, he kind of took this idea of family and, and even being a mom outside of just biology. He, he never limited it to biology. As we come into a spiritual family, we find ourselves very much expanded on, on who we are and, and what life is about and what family looks like. In Luke 8, 21, he said, but he answered them and said to them, my mother and my brothers are these who hear the word of God and do it. And so this is a picture where Jesus has said, who, who is my mother and my brothers? It's those who do the, the word of God. It's, it's this idea that spiritual family is, a, is an important component. And we've, we've been adopted into God's family when we've been brought into that spiritual family, then, then there is an opportunity for that mom heart to play out into the spiritual family all around us. You see, um, it's not confined just to biology. It unites us to a spiritual family that we've been adopted to. It's the beauty of the church, the spiritual family that it provides. And Titus 2 addresses the idea of mentorship and spiritual moms, moms whose heart, whose mom heart, ladies whose mom heart leads them to mentor. So the mom, the heart of a mom has many qualities and those qualities mirror the heart of God. This is a heart that, that, that nurtures Acts 7.21 says, and after he had been set outside, Pharaoh's daughter took him away 
and nurtured him as her own son. You see, the, 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 the female component, the mom heart in this is that it's that heart of nurture. It's that heart of compassion. And like Ben said earlier, it, it, it's the heart that we've all run towards knowing that we would find an encouraging word, knowing that we would find um, some, some, some encouragement. We know that we would find um, a Band-Aid. We know we would find uh, some, some tears taken away, some things that that nurturing mom heart does for us. It's a, it's a teaching heart. Proverbs 6.20 says, My son, observe the commandment of your father and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. Moms have uh, great wisdom for us as we, as we grow and as we learn and as we, as we grow as people. Uh, moms are such a great component of that. And spiritual moms as well, mentor moms, uh, help us as we move through this life. Listening. Moms are good at listening. Psalm 40 verse 1 says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me, and he heard my cry. See, God listens to us. There's never a time when he doesn't hear us. And we all know that, that, that the one who would listen, the one who would just patiently sit by so many times and listen to uh, our dreams, our hopes, our aspirations, our struggles, our fears, was our mom. That mom heart is a listening heart. It's a patient heart. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4 says that love is patient. Love is kind and it is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. Love is patient, that it, it awaits on us. And, if, and God is love, and, and, and we love now, and moms love because God has first loved us. He's taught us how to love. He's initiated what love looks like. And so that love that he's given us is patient. It's also forgiving. Colossians 3.13 says, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. I can't even imagine, I can't even think of all the things that a mom has to forgive. There's so many times where, where, where us as children, uh, we've just been inconsiderate. We've been um, unthoughtful towards our moms. We've, we've, we've not given the time or the energy that so many times we uh, should have given. We haven't said thank you where we should have said thank you. We haven't been involved where we should have been involved. And, and, but moms are that heart that just continues to move forward in forgiveness. Moms are loving. But if I, Psalm 13, 5, but have, I have trusted in your loving kindness. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. This is a loving heart, and we know that, that that's the thing. Moms, we can always count on. We can count on finding love, finding compassion, finding forgiveness, finding patience. And moms are fierce, right? You don't want to awaken mama bear, right? We all know this. Moms are fierce, and I love that fierce mom heart, that which would defend um, those who are, who, are, um, who are vulnerable. Or do you think that the Scripture speaks to no purpose? He jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us. So, so Scripture tells us that, that God is, is, is literally pursuing us, that he is jealously coming after us, that it's kind of that picture even of that mama bear kind of a heart that it reflects the heart of God and that he is jealously pursuing each and every one of us the same way that a mom would jealously pursue um, her own child. There are many forms of momdom, 
And we want to look at a few videos here. I've recruited a few people to do uh, some videos for us, and we're going to roll through those videos, and those are going to have a little bit of insight that some folks have on the area of momdom. So if we could roll those, that'd be great. I am so blessed to have a godly mother. Uh, a concept that I like to think about is that when I was growing inside of her, Christ and the Holy Spirit was dwelling in her, which is a cool thing to think about. Um, I felt like I've always known who Jesus is and she's really taught me that. She's cultivated my heart um, and just shown me what love looks like. And um, yeah, just always feeling like I know who he is because she would speak with him. She would speak with him for herself. And, and so we got to see that and that was modeled to us. But then also just sharing with us who he is. Um, also having the fruits of the spirit and, and living them out so that we could see and I could see what selflessness looks like, what um, gentleness and kindness looks like. She planted uh, the seeds in our hearts um, and in my heart. Uh, just just with the music that we listen to, I remember listening to so many um, songs about verses. So when we're listening to a sermon or something, and, and that comes up, I'll start singing the song. Just She just planted that and those pieces in our hearts um, and just praying with us every night and having conversations about who Jesus is, even when we're little, um, looking up at the sky and saying, Jesus made that, Jesus made that cloud. Um, you know, God is, he created you and, and, find, and allowing us to explore the world through um, Jesus glasses, you know. And above just um, teaching us that he created everything, uh, she taught us that he loves us so much, like more than she can love us. And that was a crazy concept to me as a little kid because it's like, my mom loves me so much. How could someone love me more than my mom? And so just as I grew up, um, just really knowing that in my heart that, uh, that God wants a relationship with me, a personal relationship, a love relationship, and that he um, loves me even more than, than she can. That was the most powerful, powerful thing she's ever taught me. I love you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. I wanted to give um, a special Happy Mother's Day to all the stepmoms out there. Um, I have a stepmom, and um, looking back as an adult, I've realized that it is one of the greatest and most unique blessings that God has ever given me um, in having a stepmom, a bonus mom. Um, I didn't necessarily always feel this way um, when we first came into relationship with one another, when she first became my stepmom, there were a lot of very challenging times. It was hard to learn to live with one another, um, hard for me to um, have another you know, woman come in and live with us that wasn't my mom. It was very challenging, um, but we did and were able to come to a mutual understanding with one another that this is not necessarily what either of us expected um, in our lives and um, that we had a choice um, to love one another and to um, 
take hold of this unique relationship that we had been given. Um, and now my stepmom is one of the most special people in my life. Um, I'm saying thankful for the unique relationship that we do get to have with one another, that we do get to choose to love one another um, because she did not give birth to me. Um, but God knew that I needed her in my life and hopefully that um, she needed me and my sisters in her life as well. Um, God is a redeemer and a God of second chances and I think that is so evident um, with step parents. And um, so I just wanted to say a special thank you to all the stepmoms out there. Um, the role that you take on requires great perseverance and resilience, and I wanted to say thank you for putting your kids' needs above your own. Thank you for loving our dads, and um, I just hope today that you feel um, appreciated like you deserve. I, feel, I hope that you feel loved and celebrated today on Mother's Day um, by your own children and your stepchildren. Um, we're so thankful for you and the re unique relationships that we get to have with you. So happy Mother's Day. Hi all, I'm Carla Trier for those of you who don't know me. Happy Mother's Day. Pastor Try asked me to share something today about being a foster mom. I've been a foster mom to 11 different kiddos, uh, which is very exciting for me. There, there are others in this church that have been a foster mom uh, more than me. Um, and we have a, a great representation of uh, we have we have other foster moms in this church. We have uh, respite foster parents in this church. We have uh, grandparents who are raising grandkids in this church. Um, we're very fortunate to have a good mix of all of those here. But you know, foster foster mothering is really something unique. Um, it's loving a child that you didn't give birth to, but they're yours. And um, they're yours to love for the time that you have them until they're ready to go back to where they need to be. It's, it's quite an amazing thing, and it's so representative of the love of Christ and how Christ just adopted us in. I think about that the more I foster parent and the more I'm involved in serving foster families, and I see the extraordinary love that... Um, the people we serve have for the kiddos in their care, knowing that they may someday have to go back. It's, uh, it's really quite extraordinary, and it's a gift. Um, for those of you who don't know, I was a foster kiddo, and when I was a foster kiddo, the love that I got from my foster family changed my entire life. Because when you come out of something like that, of that kind of love, and you go back to your other situation, that kind of love that they gave during that time carried me through. And you know, during these times where things are uncertain and are unsettled, you know, we have the love of Christ that, that carries us through and nurtures us. And you know, foster moms are just, they're, they're a special they're a special breed. Uh, a lot of people say it's really hard to uh, love a kiddo who's not yours, knowing that you'll have to give them back. But knowing that that love that you give them 
carries them through when they see dark days ahead changes everything. It's a game changer. And uh, so here's to you, uh, foster moms, adoptive moms, grandmas that are raising grandkids, uh, respite foster moms, all of you. Happy Mother's Day. Here's to you. Hi, church family. It's Misty Rios. Happy Mother's Day, a day to recognize all the beautiful ladies in our lives. I want to take a moment to recognize two very special ladies in my life that have made a difference and make this day extra special for me. It's my birth mother and my adoptive mother. So yes, at three days old, I was adopted and I'm proud to be adopted and I feel this great sense of appreciation towards not only my birth mother but my adoptive mother and family as they've allowed me to live a life full of endless opportunities. I have a lot of love for these two ladies. So what does adoption mean? So the definition is the act of choosing to take something or someone and care for it as your own. There is also an adoption symbol, which is a triangle, and it is intertwined with a heart, and it's used for both international and domestic adoptions. The adoptive family, the adoptee, and the birth family each represent one side of the triangle, and the heart is intertwined throughout the entire triangle, symbolizing the love that is involved in an adoption. Sounds a lot like our Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the unconditional love that's offered up to us. So adoption really just means unconditional love, and it really has nothing to do with biology or pregnancy. Adoption is simply making the choice to love and care for someone as your own. Adoption is nearly as old as the world, and as members of the human race, we've been providing for taking care of and loving one another. But the Bible also talks about adoption multiple times. There are five stories in particular. So the first is Israel, or Jacob, as he adopts his grandsons. So Jacob didn't raise his grandsons, but because of his great love for their father, Joseph, he loved them as well. He adopted them and made sure that they were provided for, both physically and spiritually, as he laid his hands on their heads and blessed them. Then there's the Pharaoh's daughter, who adopted Moses. The Pharaoh's daughter is the one who discovered Moses. She was smitten by him. And with the Pharaoh's blessing, she adopted him. One of the beautiful twists to this story is that Moses' sister was watching as the Pharaoh's daughter pulled Moses from the river. She offered to find a wet nurse for him. Moses' birth mother was paid by the Pharaoh's daughter to continue to give life to Moses. It's a beautiful, merciful turn in the story of Moses' adoption. Hannah gives Samuel to Eli. Dealing with infertility, Hannah's heart ached at her inability to conceive. And while she was at the, attending the temple, Hannah could not be consoled by her husband. But Eli the prophet did see her praying and promised her that God will grant her what she'd been asking him for. Samuel was born and raised, and then he was provided as a young child to fulfill Hannah's promises to the Lord. Eli adopted Samuel and he became a prophet, while Hannah went on to have many more children. Mordecai adopts Esther. Esther was raised in a devout family, but then she became an orphan. And as a young lady, she was adopted by Mordecai, her cousin. 
She was raised well and had a great relationship with her adoptive father. And adoption was a positive thing, as Esther's life was a representation of great confidence, kindness, and filled with love. And then there's Joseph, who adopted Jesus. Joseph obviously was blindsided when he heard about Mary being pregnant. But an angel told Joseph that the child would be a boy and that Joseph should name him Jesus. Joseph essentially adopted Jesus before he was even born. Then he raised Jesus as his own. In Ephesians 1, 3-10 in the New International Version, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with each spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reached their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. See, once we give our hearts to Christ, believing and trusting in him alone for salvation, God says we become a part of his family, not through the natural process of human conception, but through adoption. But those who adopt... And those who are adopted, we are all receiving a tremendous blessing, a privilege exemplified by our adoption into God's family. As God adopts those who receive Christ our Savior as Savior into his spiritual family, so should we all prayerfully consider adopting those around us in need of love and care, as Christ calls us to do. To every lady who has chosen to love and care for someone as your own, Happy Mother's Day. That's the mom heart, and well-spoken, well-thought-out. Thank you for those guys. Um, So just a a part of encouragement that that, uh, I want to leave with you moms is that the the greatest thing, the greatest gift you can give your children is the gift of faith, to, to impart faith into the lives of your children. And, and, and if you're a mentor mom, the, it's still the greatest thing that, that you can do is, is to disciple a young person, to take them in, to, to help them. Second Timothy 1.5 says, For I am mindful of the sincere faith with, within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am sure that it is in you as well. So Paul, Paul saw Timothy, he saw his life, he saw the faith that was, that was living out of Timothy's life, and he said, wow, that faith goes back not just one generation even, but it goes back to, it goes back to your grandmother. And, and, and what a beautiful picture of the impartation of faith into the life of Timothy and just the encouragement, uh, moms, to, to just stay the course. Moms, we know we really do. We know that at times you get frustrated, that you get impatient, that you get overprotective, that you get upset, and that you don't always do the right thing. I have good news, though. Uh, while I was doing this, I looked all through the Bible as hard as I could, and I couldn't find a perfect mom in there either. Nobody can pass the performance test that we tend to give ourselves. So we just want to say thank you And we just pray that you would rest in the grace that you're given. 
Women are equal and complementary partners in the church. They're co-laborers for the gospel, and your role is crucial. She was the crown of creation, the grand finale of God's creative process. It was through the seed of a woman that the Messiah would enter the world. Pharaoh's daughter saved Moses. Miriam was the songwriter. Rahab saved the spies. Anna was a prophetess. Deborah was judge over Israel. Esther saved the nation of Israel. Jehoshaphat preserved the line of David. Proverbs describes wisdom as a woman. In Luke 13, 16, Jesus called women daughters of Abraham and gave radical, unprecedented dignity to women. Ladies like Mary of Bethany, Mary Magdalene, and Martha were friends to Jesus and key parts of his ministry. The longest conversation of Jesus recorded in the Gospels was one with a woman at a well in John chapter 4. Women like Priscilla, Junia, whom Paul said was highly esteemed among the apostles, and Lydia drove the early church forward. Jesus came into the world through Mary. His last act upon the earth before saying it is finished was to entrust the care of his mother to John. And Jesus allowed women, the women in his life, to be the first to discover that the tomb was empty and to deliver that news. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, could have chosen any way he wanted to enter into our story. He chose a mom. In honor of our Rock Church ladies, we made a $250 donation to Legacy, the, leg, the local pregnancy center, and we made another $250 donation to Bot Beautifully, an online marketplace um, that allows hardworking moms around the whole globe to earn money to provide for their family. We wanted to give back to the hearts of moms. I hope that you feel honored today. I hope that your mom heart has been honored. I hope that, that, that we have done a little bit of justice to that. We hope you remember to come by, to come through the, the, uh, the drive-through this after, uh, from now until noon and, and get a little token for mom and, and maybe a prayer, and uh, we would sure like to do that. Like to pray together with all of us. Here we go. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for moms. We thank you for the mom heart. I thank you that, that you've instilled that into others and that, Lord, you, you have plans, you have pictures. Uh, Lord, I thank you that a mom's heart reflects your heart and that, that, Lord, that the things that we're attracted to about that mom heart are reflections of your heart. I pray your blessing over each and every one, each and every mom, each and every lady out there, regardless of where they sit, regardless of their position before biological children, Lord, I pray that, that their hearts would be blessed, Lord. I pray that they would know that you've made them unique and special, that, Lord, that, that they complement uh, the very essence of who you are, that they bring to the plate and to the table something that we desperately need. So, Lord, we just thank you for them. We pray that they would be blessed this day and pray all, for all the children out there this day that you would bless and honor your mom. And if you've lost your mom, that you take some time, that you remember her and that you would uh, consider her in that way. So, Lord, we just, we just give it up to you, Lord. We pray for all of those, Lord, who desire to be moms. Lord, we pray that you would bless them. We pray that you would be with them. We pray, Lord, that you would be enough for each one of them. And, Lord, we thank you for your love for us. And we pray this day in Jesus' name. Amen.